here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Robin McCarron. And then two weeks after that, we got Money in the Bank. And then two weeks after that, we got Starcade. And then two weeks after that, we got Halloween Havoc. Jeff Hawkins. I'm Dana Brooke. You're listening to Shake Them Ropes with Rob McCarron and Jeff Hawkins. Destination America's canceled TNA. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Shake Them Ropes. Rob McCarron here, Jeff Hawkins is our weekly podcast talking about WWE, NXT, and whatever comes into our minds. I think that was the same intro that I played last week, now that I think about it. I think Ah. it was the same one, because I couldn't find the intro that I wanted to play this week. It's quite all right. I I now have a something that's more humiliating than my Dana Brooke impression, and that was my review for Brawl on Voices of Wrestling. Yeah, let's talk about how <laughs> miserable I, that I was. So, I totally I admit, because I, I thought I was doing a live recap and not a review, and that was just me. So, so let's, Sean let's, Flynn, who usually does the Raw review on VoicesOfWrestling.com, was out. Jeff Hawkins decided to fill in, because Jeff Hawkins is Mr. Oh, I want to do something. I want to do something. I want to contribute. No, so no, this guy just, is just pouncing on the op, pouncing on it. I was around and no one else was, and I waited, and I said, okay, I'll do it. I'm it's, watching anyways. Like, Sean Flynn doesn't even have his tweet out yet, and Jeff is responding. It's amazing how <laughs> it's quickly not, this guy is begging to do this job. And then, I, this guy on, doesn't even, you don't even research the gimmick. No, I don't. You do a live report one day later. No, I didn't. I did, I did it as it was happening, and I turned it in right after the show closed. It was yeah. Rich that got up the next day, not me. Right, because we never put put the report up right away. Never. Well, (laughs) never. Research the gimmick, sir. (laughs) You failed. I don't don't read raw reviews because I don't want it coloring my own. You know that. That's the problem. So it's like one of those things where it's just like, okay. No, I boned it. It's my mulligan. I get buried. Get get your burial out of the way so we can get on with the show. Just do it. Voicesofwrestling.com to read Jeff's. (laughs) Raw report. That's what you want to call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so we did this show last week. Uh, by the way, if you have Sirius XM, it's the last day of your free trial period. Last day. Remember that. Do you have Sirius XM, Jeff? No. Do you have a Sirius XM radio? Either in no. your car or anything? No. So I turned mine on because I haven't had Sirius in a year. But uh-huh. it's built into my car. And I turned it on, like, randomly. And it was working, and -hmm. I wondered why that was. Apparently, I found out yesterday that there was a two-week free trial, and it's already over, so I didn't even get to use it. But, uh, yeah, for those, if you want the final few hours of SiriusXM, you can go do that. I Uh, like it. I like Sirius. Mm -hmm. Maybe one day we'll be on it. Well, maybe you will be. Maybe. Maybe (laughs) one of us will be. Uh, There was a TMZ story going around. Yes. Of this bar fight between Alicia Fox, Paige, and a visitor. Mm -hmm. Got him a whole bunch of coverage. 
Yeah, if you read that story and want to know what's going on, I have all the details for you. 100% of the details. I, I, I know what's going on. Tell me. Told old Divas. Oh, so it's a work? Yes. Okay. It'll be part of Total Divas this season. Yep. Because Paige, <laughs> Paige is running out of strikes. She can't do anything. And here she is getting in a bar fight. Will they fire Paige is going to be the storyline heading into the uh, the whole uh, deal here. I don't even know if it's going to be a cliffhanger for this season or if it's going to be on next season or what. But will they fire Paige? Jeff, I ask you, will WWE fire Paige? No. Oh, end of Total Divas. We just spoiled it all for you. Yeah. It, it... So in other words, they're using real news media to send out fake stories. Great. That's just great. Well, it's not necessarily a fake story that it happened because it did. It was just, you know, it was something supposed to happen. I mean, Total Divas was around the the girls filming all weekend. And, you know, and then, oh, all of a sudden a bar fight happens between Paige and Alicia Fox. Well, no, they weren't fighting each other. They were fighting a woman taking pictures. Fighting a woman taking pictures. Yep. And we're going to see how Paige deals with a woman taking pictures on this season's Total Divas. I, for one, Jeff, am excited. I bet this bumps them up to 1.2 million viewers from the usual 900,000. I bet they increased 33%. So are you going to review these? Is that it? What, Total Divas? Yeah, sure. No. I don't know what's (laughs) going on with Total Divas. Just because it's a reality show, not because it's a show about all the women of WWE. It's a reality show. I don't Mm -hmm. like the reality shows. Although I was forced for a little bit this season, uh, or yesterday... To watch Real Housewives of Orange County? Not a fan. No. No. <laughs> a little Labor Day with the family and my sister. Oh, let's watch <laughs> let's watch Real Housewives as we're waiting for food to be done. Oh. Of course, sister wins. Of course. Who, who wants to watch Cubs Cardinals on a random Monday that just so happens to be Labor Day? No, let's watch Real Housewives. Oh, blah. Uh, today, after a week of not doing it, we're going to finally talk about this Calgary Stampede main event. We're going to talk about the 10-man main event from Calgary Stampede. We are going to do it. It's going to happen this week. Uh, what else do we got, Jeff? We're going to talk about the card so far going into Night of Champions and our highlights from Raw mm-hmm. that you watched the entire episode of because it is. I have written proof that you watched it all. Did you watch it? Yeah. I watched okay. it today. I watched it this morning. All right. But I, I did watch it. I watched it while retooling the old audio setup because I did not enjoy the way it sounded last week. For those who noticed a change in the audio last week, I'm sorry. It didn't sound uh, as good as it usually does. You know, maybe most people didn't notice. I did. Uh, but we're going to talk about that and we're going to talk about WWE Supercard. But first, yeah, don't get out. You can't get out of it, Jeff. We're talking about it. Uh, we have a new WWE Linear Champion. Did you okay. note that in your little raw review, <laughs> Mister? Stop. You know, synergy. Does this mean Ryback is the is synergy the... is important in the raw <laughs> review? You know, Ryback defeats Seth Rollins. You know what? That makes him the new linear champion. Hyperlink to the Voices of Wrestling linear championship page. <laughs> that is how you do it. That is how you create the uh, little bubble. More the pa- world. More page hits. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on now. Uh, but the Ryback. Oh is the new WWE linear champion pinning Seth Rollins last night. It is his first linear championship reign. What do you think about Seth Rollins previewing Night of Champions by having to wrestle two matches? Is Seth Rollins 
in terms of his treatment, the worst WWE champion ever? No, uh, no. We asked recently. We had uh, a question about comparing about Jericho. Chris Jericho uh, right. to Seth Rollins in this reign, right? And at the time, it wasn't true, but now it might be. No, I don't think it is. And that, I think people stupid. compared. I think people compared the different reigns. I mean, the worst title reign at least in recent memory, is the Rey Mysterio run with the World Heavyweight Championship. No, no ne- Rey Mysterio that. never won a match. Right, I, I agree with that. It, it's just one of those, maybe it, maybe worst is not the way I want to phrase this. Most I'm puzzling? Kind of doing um, how about ratio of treatment as a character to in-ring output? How about that? I don't even think it's no because yeah. he's not because he's not seen as credible in any facet. Is the guy he? the guy beat Dean Ambrose in a ladder match, fair and right. square, really. I mean, in storyline, he's a weasel champ who can't win a match. That that's and the story because he's a bad guy. What's wrong with having a weasel champ? Because that would should just build up tension to having a good guy win. No, I mean now it seems a little off with Sting because I don't know if people are really pulling for Sting to be the one to finally end Seth Rollins. But I don't I know this, there. I don't think there is a guy yet that people are really pulling for to end Seth Rollins. So the important thing is if it's not going to be a John Cena, if it's going to be somebody else, you just want to see the title taken off this guy. This guy is such a weasel. Yeah. No, I have no problem with weasel champs. I just think weasel champs need actual, you know, wins that aren't weaseled. <laughs> to to put it that way, that's and that's probably a generation gap thing. Maybe. I, I think Seth Rollins, uh, you know, I've enjoyed it because he's having somewhat long matches. Yes, there's a lot of Seth Rollins promo action that goes into this, which we might not be all 100% a fan of. No, um, his matches are great. His matches, matches are great. It's, right. it's, 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 it's these angles like they're setting him up for Triple H. What does that get Seth Rollins? I mean, really. If he beats Triple H, then boom, there's your credibility. If well, like you have a gonna, if you have a world heavyweight championship match at WrestleMania or Survivor Series, but I can see them okay. dragging this all the way out to WrestleMania, and Seth Rollins in front of a hundred thousand people beats Triple H, who is Mister WrestleMania sometimes. You know, always in important matches. Not that he wins necessarily, but always that he's important matches. And Seth Rollins finally wins. I mean, I will take almost a year of buildup to get Seth Rollins a big win on over Triple H, and then maybe transition whether it's into a babyface, whether it's transitioning into a a really strong champion at that point, I will take the long buildup for that. If it's clean, I agree with you. Well, at WrestleMania, everything's going to be clean. I mean, he's not going to stumble in a loss to Triple H, right? Right? Or, or I know, I know what happened at WrestleMania 31 and how Triple the, H's win came at a massive stumbling of events, but... Or remember the Curtis Axel push where he got wins by countout and whatnot. Okay, well, this isn't that. No, no, I know that, but Not even I'm, close. I'm just saying. Yeah, okay. Not even no, close. If he, gets, if he gets a clean win, sure. But if he gets a if he gets a uh, wonky, you know, heelish weasel win, which he's been having over Cena and Lesnar, and they've been incorporating in the storyline, and it's fine. But yeah. he needs a clean win somewhere. He needs he needs a clean win over someone who's not a mid card guy. I take in my opinion. I take the loss over Ryback. Right perfectly fine because they are building yeah. up for the sting thing. Seth Rollins now has an angle to really hate sting. Like sting has cost him matches here and there. Right. Uh, you know, sting up until now, uh, you can count the survivor series authority match, but the authority got all their power back. And you could argue that Seth Rollins became the face of the authority, you know, from that moment. So in Seth Rollins's mind, sting beating team authority at survivor series was probably a good thing, you know, in storyline. 
But up until now, all Sting had done was stolen a trophy, you know, stolen a statue, but he hadn't really cost Seth Rollins anything. Well, now he's cost him that statue and he's cost him a match against the Ryback. So now Seth Rollins in his little mind there is thinking, okay, now Sting has cost me credibility because I just lost a match. Up until now, Seth Rollins has been winning matches. Sure, via help in a lot of ways, but he's still been the one with his arm raised. Yeah, you know what will help that in in both storylines? If Seth makes mention that that statue was hollow and cheap. (laughs) It really would. Triple H bought him a hollow, cheap statue. Crumbled pretty easily. That crumbled pretty easily. I think that that could save this thing, I think. It wasn't wasn't solid. Mm -hmm. It wasn't solid bronze all the way around. Uh, But yeah, I just found it funny, too, that, you know... The trash company used in that skit was a Baltimore area trash company and they were in Baltimore and Sting didn't appear live on not only just the show, but there are reports from people who were in Baltimore at the event. Sting never once appeared in front of the crowd. Huh? That's a mistake. Like, was he there just to film those vignettes, but they had to pay him more to get him on TV? Just, I I just found that a little odd unless, Hmm. unless they taped him, you know, at his last appearance. And just somehow, I don't even know, had the foresight to put placards of the next town's trash company on the previous town's trash vehicles. I don't think they're going to go there. No, no. It just seemed seemed a little weird that they didn't even put Sting in front of the crowd if you're paying the guy to fly out from California to Baltimore, first of all. Mm -hmm. You know, this wasn't like they were next door and said, hey, just come on by. Texas to Baltimore. Texas to Baltimore. You're right. <laughs> Texas now to Baltimore. Yeah, whatever. Well, I'm sure he spends quite a bit of time still in uh, in California. What are you going to do? Um, so we're going to talk about match number 65 on top 100 later, but continuing with Raw, next week is a big Raw. Mm. Next week is a big Raw. It is the season premiere. Oh, yeah. This, this season finale completed all the storylines. And it next was, week, for the mm-hmm. season premiere, we start a mm-hmm. new, uh, fresh storylines yeah. and fresh feuds yes. and... And interesting new characters, yes. much like every other TV show on the... Yes. Wait, no, that's not going to... It's not quite no. what happened, but no. season premiere <laughs> next week, yes. big matches already announced. Big, mm-hmm. big matches that will be monumental in shaping the entire season of WWE Raw coming up. Give it to me. The tag team titles are on the line. The primetime mm-hmm. players are going to challenge the New Day with the winner of that match facing the Dudleys at Night of Champions. That is unexpected. Right. So <laughs> the New Day will win. Yes. Right? Heel, heels, are gonna, heels are going to win all the matches next week because all faces won the matches this week. Because also on the show next week, in the mm-hmm. final day that someone can defeat Nikki Bella for the Divas Championship before Nikki Bella breaks AJ Lee's record, it is Charlotte who... Petition the authority mm. to have her match on Raw and not Night of Champions because she wants not only to take the belt, she wants to take Nikki Bella's chance at the record away because Charlotte right. is this young rookie who's just coming up not knowing her place, doesn't know her role, coming up trying to take the veterans, all her accolades away. Nikki Bella's been the champion for two-thirds of a year. And Charlotte's coming up her first day. is like, I'm going to take everything away. I'm going to take it all. Mm. So Charlotte taking on Nikki Bella next week on Raw. For the WWE Divas Championship, it will be the final day of the record. Mm-hmm. And you think Nikki Bella is going to retain. 
and break the AJ Lee record and in turn make 300 days as champion before Night of Champions. Oh, I'm going to up my ante. I think she's going to win twice. Or she's not going to win twice, but she's going to get away with the belt twice on Monday. Because I think they're going to have a three-way at Night of Champions with Sasha. And I think that Sasha screws Charlotte and then Charlotte's, or, and Charlotte screws Sasha. So they still do, they do a, because uh, they have to do a title match at Night of Champions still. What, 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 yeah, and what they're going to do is they're going to say, well, you're the women's champ and women are just as good as men. Feminism. So, Nikki, you should have to wrestle twice tonight and, you know, really solidify your place at, in, with that record. I think she's going to wrestle twice. On Raw? Uh-huh. And you think the th- three-way is going to happen on Raw? No, I think the three-way is going to happen at Night of Champions. So what happens on Raw? Uh, each of the competitors gets screwed out of the title uh, win, Charlotte and Sasha. Okay, she what? has a match. Sasha- she has a match. She has a match with Charlotte already signed. Yeah. And you think they're going to make Sasha and Nikki? Uh Uh-huh. Okay, well, that was the confusing part. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. So you think think, they're going to do Charlotte? Okay, because Sasha is on a little bit of a winning streak, as in she won one match. Well, she beat the champ, too. She beat the champ? When did she beat the champ? she, She made Nikki tap. When was this? A few weeks ago. Oh, come on now. A few weeks ago. Continuity, man. We had it with Edge. Why not here? We did have it with Edge. We <laughs> did have it with Edge and uh, and Christian in their little segment. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do because I think they want to get the record off of AJ for the backstage yeah, side. Definitely. And I mean, she's getting the record, but I still think they're not going to have a one-on-one title match it, at Night of Champions. It is funny because I thought Charlotte would have been the one, but obviously it lacks a little luster. Um, yes. Now they could have just been trying to get the record out of the way and then they can move on from that. Now it's the Divas Championship and Charlotte wins and it's still kind of a big deal. But now if Charlotte wins on this Raw, then it's a pretty massive deal compared to you know what they could otherwise be doing with the, the Divas division. Uh, Charlotte keeping that record away from Nikki, always being the one to keep AJ Lee's record in the books. You know, I, I don't know. I, I mean, right now, I would say you're right that Nikki Bella probably wins on Monday because mm-hmm. um, I, I think this going up to Monday probably adds in favor of Nikki Bella. I don't really see the whole two match scenario or the three way happening. I think they could do a three way with Paige at Night of Champions. That could happen. But uh, they got to do something. Yeah. And, you know, my thinking was also that way Nikki doesn't have to be the one to lose at Night of Champions necessarily. They could keep her as the quote-unquote uncrowned record holder and keep that going. <laughs> they, could but, do, they could do something with that. But maybe yeah. maybe this is one of those sparks they're trying to put into the Divas division. Like, uh, if they really want, maybe they recognize that the revolution isn't quite failing. Yeah. No, isn't I, quite I working. Want, I, don't get me wrong. I want one-on-one matches. Long, nice matches. Yeah. Uh, and, and I, I think that, well, not even the that. way they... The way they ended the Sasha match last night, I thought was terrible, but you know, whatever. Uh, I mean, every match on raw is a story just to bridge to, uh, the main part of the story on the pay-per-views really. Yeah. So I I don't care about these raw matches necessarily. And that goes for men and the women. I don't care what they do on raw because nothing really of import happens on those Mm -hmm. shows. Uh, but yeah, Sasha Banks could be in the title picture come night of champions. I, I just don't, if they are trying to relay more importance to the Divas division because they think the whole revolution is failing and they need a spark, then yes, I could see Charlotte winning. They get the press on Charlotte and they use the fact that she beat Nikki Bella before the record to make it seem like that 
big of a deal. So people will forget the last four to five weeks of the whole revolution. You know uh, what? And and that's a no. That's a great idea. I just don't. I I just don't think they're gonna have her break. I I think they're gonna give Nikki the record. I, I think because they want the record off of AJ. I think they want yeah. the record off of AJ more than yes putting more importance on the divas revolution right now yes also just to close this up how much Mm -hmm. remember a year ago when we're just doing the hashtag give divas a chance like wwe all all these people wanted was give divas a chance not give divas the revolution or give divas a revolution and then all of a sudden they made it more important or bigger than people were even asking for i wonder how all this comes about if the people are just hashtagging give divas a chance still and just looking for some time and not burying it in people's faces that, you know, it's a revolution of some kind. It's amazing how those little tag words can kind of change people's minds and perceptions on what's actually happening. Yeah, and I, and I agree with the assessment that I heard somewhere else that the actual revolution part is turning fans who would normally be on these women's side against them against them because yeah. they're tired of being having it thrown in their faces mm-hmm. uh, it's a revolution when clearly it's not we no. just wanted you know becky lynch and sasha banks and these people on tv more because we loved what they were doing on nxt takeover i mean the day aj quit or walked out or what have you we said blow up the whole division and bring everybody from nxt up remember that show yep yeah, yeah. And, and in a way they didn't blow up the division they just brought a bunch of people in and added to it but added mm-hmm. to it in number only. They didn't add to it in story. They just added no. numbers to the whole yeah. thing as if throwing things all at you at the same time was going to be the, the fix. Um, but I'll be interested once they, because it is clear they're starting to go towards more singles aspects of this. And that's mm-hmm. what I'm really looking forward to. It's the more too. singles aspect of all this. Um, like we talked about, the Ryback defeating Seth Rollins is the new WWE Linear Champion. If you don't know what we're talking about, at WWE Linear on Twitter, we'll get you all the information <laughs> on that. I just, I mean, it's funny because now that the Ryback is the champion, he's the Intercontinental Champion as well. When Wade Barrett was the Intercontinental Champion and also the Linear Champion, it was a hot potato. Because the IC Champion loses on house shows, loses on main event, loses on SmackDown. So this thing could be in for a wild ride now. Like when John John Cena had it, he had it for like three months and you knew it was never going anywhere. Well, now the Ryback has it and it is going everywhere. It's everywhere. Uh, What else do I got on this WWE real? We talked about Charlotte and Nikki check. We talked about the record of 295 days check. Talked about sting in the statue. He destroyed that statue End Mm -hmm. of end of that whole thing. I have a few quick things if you want. It's amazing how much raw is the Seth Rollins show. Like, didn't expect that one. Yeah. Like, it's just the Seth Rollins show. I can't remember a, re- a time where one guy was dominating a show like this, maybe except for John Cena. Mm. Like, one guy. Like, we had Evolution when they were a group dominated Raws a lot of times. Uh, the Authority as a group dominates Raw. But one guy? Seth Rollins oh. is dom. I don't know if Chris Jericho, when he was going through that amazing run as WWE champion, if he was... uh like with the suit era, Chris Jericho, he wasn't really dominating Raw that much. I'm trying to think who was dominating Raw as much as Seth Rollins has been. Well, suit era Jericho was never the champ, really. Uh, you're thinking, I was thinking the uh, unified champ Jericho, and it was kind of the same way. Jericho did dominate, but it was in the shadow of Hunter and Steph. So, and it's kind of the same thing with Rollins. Suit era Jericho was never the champ? No. What? I don't think so. What? The the slow talking one that came out and 
kept on going against Shawn Michaels, that one? Yeah, when I'm trying that was uh let's see when that was. You continue to do that. I'll I'll give you some. You notes give on you Raw. give your main point, but I'm gonna find out Chris Jericho's championship reigns. These aren't main reigns. Torito's a Dudley. Right? Is he? He's going to be. Sure, why not? El Torito that's Dudley? What, that's what the well, that's a or bully. Dudley. Oh god. Oh god. <laughs> Little but I mean, that's what they set up. With, I mean, that's pretty much what they set up with both Matadors turning on him. I guess. I guess yeah. so. Yeah. I mean, I kind they of him away. It's it's Rocco to the LOD. It's, we're which give which means they stuff. they have given up on Los Matadores because that was the only oh, part yeah. of the act that I think saved them. Yeah, and and you know what? It's probably time to give up on them and give them hopefully something that works to their advantage although they never really liked high flyers all that much uh cesaro has been given the he's fun to watch tag which is a death knell <laughs> he's fun kevin, to watch Ke- kevin owens is eating he's not apples. a w- he's not a winner but he's fun to watch he's ray mysterio right because ray mysterio yeah. was fun to watch yeah, but he was never a winner he's yeah. fun to watch yes Who's, and 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 then cole on commentary who says he doesn't have charisma oh man did that anger me because <laughs> because he put on jbl's hat to give a european uppercut <laughs> well i mean i i love cesaro right? i do too but i mean he's not the number one guy right and and i i don't know if people can realistically argue that he could ever be the number one guy he just doesn't he doesn't have the connectability as far as talking to convince people to buy tickets like the people who are in the building i i relate it i mean this is a really off the wall comparison i know this uh but it's just on my head right now rick steiner when he came back in wcw late wcw was a crowd favorite people were excited to see him come in the ring rick steiner was never going to sell tickets cesaro is a guy who's steady he's a good hand he's not going to let the company down but he's not going to sell out WrestleMania and they know this right now. So they're going to put focuses on other people. They're going to put focuses on Seth Rollins and see who might have the chance. Uh, it's great that Cesaro connects, but he's in the position he should be in a guy who's entertaining on the card, putting up good matches, but getting other people over. Even if you don't agree who those other people are that he's helping get over. Like, I think Cesaro, could he be utilized better in this role? Absolutely. But those calling him to be in the title picture, I mean, he's just not the guy. And I love Cesaro. I'm not being negative on him. Well, like a month ago, they had him in the main event picture pretty much. And he was, you know, it looked like they were going to turn the corner on him. And and we were happy about that. And it's like, okay. And then all of a sudden it became this, you know, further, further, further down. And it almost, you know, it's disappointing. Yeah, I I could be very wrong on this too, because the whole Daniel Bryan thing was a groundswell support. But he was entertaining in vignettes that really got the emotion of Daniel Bryan over. I mean, vignettes. And his match quality. You could argue that the vignettes got Daniel Bryan over more than the match quality did. Because it's not like he was having barn burner matches with Kane in the tag team division. But that's no. when he started to really get over. And then he found yeah. a catchphrase and he found the yes chant. And that even added to it. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe when Cesaro gets the old Claudio Castagnoli, you know, hey, stuff over with the right arm. Maybe if that takes off really big, they have another dimension to him. Maybe they start, maybe an injury happens because a key injury was needed to get Daniel Bryan the position. Like sometimes yeah. you have to have an injury or something happen uh, to a, a guy who's above you to get that slot. Maybe that'll happen. Maybe, you know, I'm not going to name names because we don't want injuries, but maybe something will happen and a spot opens up for Cesaro where they're forced to push him higher. Uh, but I don't see Cesaro as the same guy as Daniel Bryan. 
Like Daniel Bryan at least had that presence where he could speak to you and get you emotionally invested. I just don't see that with Cesaro, and I don't necessarily think it's his fault. He's just not that guy. No, but, you know, it, it's weird how much of a mirror image what they did to Cesaro last night. Also, what they kind of did to both a little bit of Kevin Owens and Sheamus with just bad stuff on camera. Like that that Ronald McDonald line that made air by Sheamus, it's one of the worst things ever put in a promo. Ever. Do you remember that interchange with uh, when he's doing the interchange with Rollins and Ro- and, and and Seth is complaining about the statue. And, and he goes, do you know how stupid you sound complaining about this statue? And Seth turns back, do you know, you look like some sort of weirdo Ronald McDonald. And, and Seamus goes, you leave my family out of this. Right. I mean, stuff like that. That's just one of the worst thing. And then and then Kevin Owens eating an apple. Yeah. on screen and yeah he's he turned it into something wonderful on smackdown but right. smackdown's out of continuity really yeah. it peppers raw if it doesn't happen on raw kids it doesn't matter in well, vince's world so. well, that is that is true all right so chris jericho suit era chris jericho won mm-hmm. the world heavyweight championship on september seventh, okay. 2008 from cm punk when they did the cm punk injury angle oh, at, yeah. at unforgiven in the whole scramble match so Chris Jericho was the mystery entrant, replacing CM Punk, winning that match, became champion, was the champion for almost two months, defended the title against Shawn Michaels, mm. uh, and then Batista won it, Chris Jericho won it back, but it was only the champion for less than a month, and then All from right. there it was the John Cena Edge stuff. Uh, but no, Chris but Jericho, wasn't... he wasn't dominating Raw because still no. dominating Raw was Batista and different pe- right. and Shawn Michaels and different people. Yeah, yeah I yeah. knew he didn't dominate back then. He was do- he, they, they tried to do that dominating by proxy of Stephanie and Hunter during his first unified reign, but not during that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to think of a time where there was one guy dominating the show as much as Seth Rollins is on the show. And maybe it was CM Punk. Maybe there were times where CM Punk was on the show uh, quite a bit. The the Nexus, maybe Nexus stuff. Uh, But yeah, Seth Rollins dominating the show. I'd much Uh, rather have Rusev dominate the show and just have him just cut promos because boy, did I love him last night. Yeah. Um, you know, that brings up a good point. So earlier today on Twitter, cause I watched this angle and like, I wanted to see if people could explain what was going on with this whole okay. Rusev summer Ray deal and uh-huh. make it, you know, somewhat, <laughs> I don't know, just meaningful. I don't know. Uh, I asked people to pretend like I'm five years old, explain, right. you know, it's a whole Reddit thing. Explain like I'm five to try and get okay. simplistic explanations about something. I asked right. the crowd on Twitter at shake them ropes. To explain, like I'm five, the Rusev, Dolph, Summer Rae, and Lana situation. And these are, as I get here, the results of that. <laughs> Careful, these are our fans. No, I, I think we got good responses. I mean, this oh, okay. is, it's hard to, especially in under 140 characters, explain yeah. what's going on with Rusev. But these were the best. Uh, these were some of the uh, replies that we got. And we'll see if any of them sound somewhat accurate here, especially now because Lana's injured. WWE sent out a release saying Lana won't be in the ring for four months as if she was ever in the ring ever. Now, she can still be an on-screen character with a broken wrist, as you were about to say. I said broken heart. Well, that too. Now She she can still be an on-screen character. I don't know if they're going to push anything now with her, but she, uh, you know, she's out of it seemingly. Um, Nathan on Twitter says, boys rule and girls drool. 
Sean replied, Rusev is mean to ladies, but some ladies like it. Lana used to like it. Not anymore. Now she's with Dolph and Summer's with Rusev. That's pretty accurate. Pretty accurate there. That's very accurate. Donna Hashi says, well, my daughter is nearly five, but for this, I'll pretend she is a boy. I would explain it like this. Son, bitches be cray. Uh, John tried here <laughs> and took Twitter into account. Okay. Uh, I can't really, it's not a, you know, podcasting is not a visual medium here no. in the audio podcast. So I, I will retweet it. Go to at shake them ropes and retweet it because John tries to explain it with just the character names and then emojis for everything. Lana and Rusev okay. crying emoji. Lana. Is there, <laughs> is there a poop emoji in there? Cause otherwise um, there's, okay. there is no poop emoji. All right. But there is a cat with a surprised face. Okay. So I'm going to reply to this one. Ziggler and Lana, heart face. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to retweet that one right now. At Shake Them Ropes, the timeline will have that. Uh, let's see here. What else do we got? Uh, we got uh, Greg. Rusev and Lana are brother and sister, so they get jealous when they are with other people. Are like, are like brother and sister. Oh, are like brother and sister. I thought you said our brother No, that's sister. what the tweet says. I'm going to assume it means they're like yeah. brother and sister, so they get I, jealous. Because uh, they have very wise guy season one, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Christopher on Twitter says, uh, or Charles on Twitter, excuse me, says, Rusev is a kind and honest man who was wronged by his ex-girlfriend and her new friend, and he just wants to be left alone. I agree. There you go. Yep. Wiretop says it's past your bedtime because okay. I'm five. Because I'm five, <laughs> <Yes>. you know. <laughs> Dan says Lana left Rusev. Rusev still loves Lana. Rusev is using Summer to annoy Lana. Dolph is a dick. Mm. Those are your best replies we'll to explain like older, I'm five. Go to your go to your room. Play with your toys. Explaining like I'm five. Uh so we have this is the my, preliminary my Oh, my, I was going to say my favorite part of that Rusev thing was the throwaway. And you have some lipstick on your face. I'm like, yeah, Rusev, if you were really dating Summer, you're going to hear about that one in the car home. <laughs> yeah. Never, never embarrass your woman about her looks in public. Never, never do that. Uh, this never is, do that. This is the preliminary card for Night of Champions, which is coming up in two weeks. Seth Rollins yep. is defending the uh, WWE World Heavyweight Championship against Sting. Yes. He's also defending the U.S. title in a different match against John Cena. Which one goes first? John Cena and Seth. You think? Because they were kind of plugging it as Sting first. Nope, Sting's the main event. Okay. Gotta be. Did I miss it? Like, were they, are you saying they were kind of int- intimating it? Or were they saying yes. in some way? No, in, the, in, in the promos, they were intimating it because they said first he goes up against Sting and then John Cena, I believe. If I if I'm not hearing correct, I mean if I'm hearing it correctly, I can't. When I, was pop, watching it. I can't see the U.S. title match going on last, but I guess it's not really a matter about the prop; it's a matter about what match is seemingly more important. And John yeah. Cena is the star. Mm-hmm. But, well, if John Cena is going to win, then mm-hmm. yeah, you put that match in the main event for the U.S. title. You get John Cena winning because Sting. I don't see Sting winning. No. But we'll talk about we'll preview this next week as we uh, go to the go home week of neither champions. Uh, Continue coming up. Uh, when is this? This pay-per-view is on the 20th. Yep. So next week will be our go home for that. Uh, mm-hmm. Dean Ambrose, Roman Reigns, and to be announced versus the Wyatt family in a six-man tag. Braun Strowman, the third member of the Wyatts. After last night, Randy Orton looks to be the one who will eventually team up with Roman and Dean Ambrose. Am I wrong? I had that a couple weeks ago, I think. 
I think he did because I mean, talk about a guy who had really nothing going on. Mm-hmm. So put him in the uh, Wyatt feud. Uh, sure. The Dudley boys will go up against the primetime players or the New Day. Uh, I would agree. I would think this is going to be the New Day. And Dolph mm-hmm. Ziggler and Rusev, again, since they can't do any mixed tag or anything like that with Lana being out, they're going to the singles match. Mm-hmm. Go into the singles. And that's what we have so far officially announced. Um, it looks as if they could do Big Show and Miz. Maybe they'll keep them in a three And Ryback. Right and Ryback, right yeah, but you had the Big Show Miz really going at it. Uh, so right. we'll see uh, what they're going to add on to this show. Oh, that's the other thing they did to Cesaro. They knocked him out like a geek. Continue. All right. I mean, <laughs> let's just let's be thankful Cesaro is in the role now of getting the long matches on Raw most weeks. And it's not always yeah. Sheamus and Randy Orton, although they got it pretty much this week. Oh, but it, it's a lot of Cesaro. So let's be thankful we're getting more Cesaro because it was only a couple of years ago where he was doing nothing. All right. So s- slow builds. CM Punk didn't get his big push until five years being in the company. Six years, really. So let's uh, let's all calm down about how quick it is for Cesaro. Um, yeah, that's Night of Champions. The only other thing I had from Raw, uh, actually, that might have been it. Do you have anything else from Raw that was uh, worthwhile? Mm, just Edge challenging Seth to a fight was interesting, but I don't think there's one more match in him. Yeah, and I don't think that was a real challenge for a fight either. It was right. just make Seth be a weasel. Did you watch that? podcast afterwards no i did not i did not because it's not worth it you can listen to the audio podcast a week later too if you just want to listen to the audio of it it's not worth to me staying up from 11 to midnight okay to watch these um i just i was thinking though during raw like kevin owens i don't know if it's going to be a big sell for the network like you want big names uh but Paige was on there and i don't know if she's a big sell for the network edge and christian probably are but a stone cold Mm -hmm. podcast with kevin owens especially between the backstory of Kevin Owens and Steve Austin, like Kevin Owens got advice from Steve Austin that saved his career. And Steve Austin seems to really like this guy. I think those two would hit it off on a podcast and would be one of the more entertaining ones you could have since the Vince McMahon episode. Oh yeah. And you'd sell it as Kevin Owens being very outspoken, but yeah, the outspoken Kevin Owens Mm -hmm. with, with Steve Austin, like do something like that. You know, when I was, we've been, we talked a long time ago on this show as if like a WWE created podcast instead of sending your guys to the Steve Austin show or the Chris Jericho show. If WWE had their own podcast with interviews, right? Like if episode one is Kevin Owens, it's gonna be a super huge download, probably the mm-hmm. biggest of any of them. And, and I don't, I just don't know why they don't do something like that. But Kevin Owens on the Steve Austin show on the WWE network, I think because Kevin Owens also, he's the main reason why he was a big name in NXT. This is a guy that people who are willing to buy the network are going to want to hear from. And you mm-hmm. might, Increase your buys by putting Kevin Owen in the podcast. I agree. Instead of Edge and Christian. Um, last week, we talked about uh, WWE Supercard and how I was getting addicted to it. Mm-hmm. Now, I assume that you did not go immediately after that and download the game and start playing it, right? No. God, why not? Because uh, I'm... Because you're a human? Because da- I'm dancing with studying for the LSATs. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. Studying for the LSATs, are you? Yeah. Uh, well, me instead, when I'm not recording the show and doing work, I play a little WWE Supercard. Uh, mm-hmm. So w- we encourage those who have also played or might still be playing to reach out to us on Twitter or email. And we got some tweets from people who are playing this game. Uh, we got an email from Nicholas here that I wanted to read. And I'll bring it up now. But uh, Nicholas 
at Ferrante207, F-E-R-R-A-N-T-E 207 on Twitter, wrote this. Mm -hmm. Just writing to touch base regarding WWE Supercard, I went through a six-month period where I was playing this all the time. I think Mm -hmm. it's engineered to give rewards and just a predictable pace to get you going forever. It's like a slow morphine drip that keeps us addicted. After a while, I came to the conclusion that I was mindlessly chasing nothing. At least MTG, don't know what that is, has much more strategy. At one point, I was setting an alarm in the middle of the night to get up and readjust my King of the Ring team. It's bad news, dude. Get out now before you get in too deep. I don't know what MTG is. I was trying to think of the game, but I can't think of what it is. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily know what that is, but, uh, yeah, I'm kind of with him. I mean, it's addicting. And of course there's no end game. I mean, you just keep going up and up and up and forever until you feel good about yourself that you're beating other people. No, it's, it's the, uh, slot machine, uh, paradox of the chase. It's a smart game too, because like if you're impatient, which a lot of gamers probably are, I would imagine, especially younger people who might be playing this game. Uh, mm-hmm. the game is free. You don't have to pay for anything. But you can pay for things like better cards instead of having to earn it or, you know, more gameplay if you run out of time on certain events. So I'm sure WWA makes some good money, you know, on in-app purchases on this game. I will never do any in-app purchases. I will just play the game. I do the free stuff. But I'm sure there's people out there that are paying it up. And I bet it's a pretty popular moneymaker for WWE and their partners in this game. Yeah, it... (laughs) The the in-app purchases are always tempting, especially when you're like, like, for example, I, I used to do what, my Vegas a lot. And it's like, oh, I'm only like one of these things away from getting the gold coins that I can then use to spend in the store. So I'll right. pay the nine ninety nine to get like a million chips or something. Right. Yeah. You just it, it, you know, if you're impatient, if you yeah. if you're so close and didn't get what you wanted. Now it's so easy just to pay the dollar. To yeah. bump you up to that level to get you what you wanted. Like, I mean, mm. all these games that are successful. It's based on greed. It's right? based on greed, all of it. Start out free, but offer those in-app purchases to make things easier. Mm. And make things Because e- everyone can get there on their own. You don't have to pay for anything. But to make it right. easier, got to bring that money in. Uh, I don't know why WWE doesn't promote this game more. Because I got to figure they're making a ton of money daily. I don't, I don't know. I mean, does it make sense? Do you see promotions for this game on, you know, WWE, the TV show on Raw and SmackDown, I anything? I don't know if WWE gets a kickback of the profits necessarily. I think the the developer paid a licensing fee. That may be the case. Yeah, I haven't done the research on that. So the developer right. probably made, but still, they should be buying ads on WWE TV then. You know, I don't some, disagree. Someone should. But yeah, so mm-hmm. I'm playing this game and uh, I played a lot. I played over a little over Memorial Weekend because what I think I'm going to do is on our YouTube channel uh, kind of post progress reports for those who are interested. I realize most people won't be interested and don't care. But for those mm-hmm. who might be interested, you can follow along with uh, me playing WWE Supercard at VoicesOfWrestling.com slash YouTube and at Shake Them Ropes. And if you want to uh, friend and play against me and beat me because I suck. You can do that as well. Uh, but without further ado, after one week of delay, let's talk Calgary Stampede 1997. It is match number 65 in our top 100 network matches countdown. It is the Hart Foundation against Steve Austin, Goldust, the Legion of Doom, and Ken Shamrock headlining Calgary Stampede 1997 in a 10-man tag. This is the homecoming for Bret Hart. This was also the beginning of the downfall for Bret Hart and WWF. 
Stampede 1997, Jeff. What'd you think? Oh, this crowd was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing, especially because it was the homecoming for Bret Hart, and they reacted yeah. to everyone huge. They had Brian Pillman on this team. They reacted to everyone huge. The atmosphere was quite awesome. Yeah, no, the atmosphere was great. The match was pretty darn good. <laughs> Just that, 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 that promo, the, the, the promo, the face promo is one of the most dreadful things I've ever seen, I think. And it's such a weird hodgepodge of a team. Because you have legit badasses with great ability in Austin, the Road Warriors, and Shamrock. And then you have Goldust. <laughs> Which is he seems out of place now. Yep. He seems a little out of place. A little out of place now. And yeah. he's the one who put it all together. Right. Um, <laughs> the story of the match is phenomenal, too. Um, if you can ignore Bruce Hart's shenanigans in terms of the taking away Owen and then taking away Austin and then both coming back mm-hmm. and Austin taking the loss in Canada, which, of course, is going to pop that crowd huge. Uh, the other interesting thing I found was every time. The faces started to get an advantage. It was always Brian Pillman who came in to break it up. Brian Pillman limping very noticeably in this match, I think, in in terms of not being able to do much due to the uh, Humvee accident. Um, But, you know, overall, it's a a fun story to watch. And and then the aftermath of it all, minus Bruce Hart, is, you know, it's very cool watching all the hearts get in the ring like that. I thought that was neat. Yeah, this was uh, one of Brian Pillman's last major matches because he would Mm -hmm. die shortly after this. Um, just a little couple, a few months later, of course, Bret Hart. I mean, one of the things I found noticeable, uh, too, is early on in the match, Jim Ross and Vince McMahon are on commentary, commentary together as mm-hmm. Jim Ross is transitioning into the lead play by play guy. And Vince McMahon would eventually become the Mr. McMahon character shortly after this. Jim Ross does most of the talking. And early on in this one, he was talking about how there was a documentary film crew covering Bret Hart going into the show, how they were at ringside, how they were making a documentary on the life of Bret Hart, the team that would eventually make Wrestling with Shadows. Wrestling with Shadows, right. So that was going on during this time. It was early because they really cover it from uh, from SummerSlam on, but they were doing background here. They were at the show filming different things. And this is just, it, it's weird going back and seeing, knowing what would happen just a few months later between the life and death of Brian Pillman the release of Bret Hart going into WCW where Owen Hart and the British Bulldog and Jim Neidhart would all transition out of this. And then the mm-hmm. big star that Steve Austin would become because right. he'd become the biggest star in the company in less than a year. So I, it's just one of those matches where it's really, right. it's considered a part of the attitude era, I guess, right? It's early on in the attitude yeah, oh yeah. area, but, oh yeah. but really it's the precursor for what would actually become the attitude area. You can tell they're they're kind of protecting Austin here in terms of being. They know that he's going to be something, because in that in that opening promo, he doesn't say anything. He just glares, yeah. and walks off. So they they know what they have with him. I think at this point as well, despite yeah. the fact that he's not a big star yet. Not a big star yet. Uh, I mean, the Hart Foundation, of course, with this being in Calgary, gets the win in this match. 25 right. minutes. It was lengthy. It was on the In Your House show. It was In Your House 16, the Canadian Stampede, mm-hmm. uh, a show with, you know, very few matches. There were four matches on the yeah, show. Yeah, because it, it's still an In Your House. It was right. uh, the In Your House pay-per-views were set up to be these minor pay-per-views. You pay half price for them, but you still get main event quality matches, etc. Yeah. Um, I mean, entertaining. You can watch this now and still be entertained by it. It's just. Oh, yeah. 
you know, that the names that are still around, even just in wrestling period, there aren't, you know, it's Steve Austin, who's around just as a promotional tool for WWE, you know, with the Stone Cold podcast, Goldust is around as an agent, but the Legion and Doom really nowhere to be found. Ken Shamrock, uh, you know, of course, Animal still living with us, but Hawk passed away, um, you know, earlier in the 2000s. I believe he made it to the 2000s, right? Hawk? Yes, I think so. Yeah, I believe Hawk. Uh, I should probably see that. Somewhere uh, around there. 2003, 2003. Uh, okay. But Brian Pillman no longer with us. The British Bulldog no longer with us. Owen Hart no longer with us. Jim Neidhart, you know, making the conventions every once in a while. Bret Hart making the conventions every once in a while. But the only one still involved in wrestling full-time is Goldust. And even on a more part-time schedule, Steve Austin. Uh, the main event of a show that was 18 years ago. Yeah. Yep. Nightheart has my favorite moment in the match is when he comes in to face Shamrock and he puts his fists up like they're going to do a UFC style brawl. Yeah. Looks just like Shamrock and Tank Abbott squaring off. It's great. Yeah. Brian Pillman went nuts on Ken Shamrock for some of this match too. you know, spitting at him, going hardcore at him. Like he wasn't going to, he wasn't going to go down to this UFC fighter. No. (laughs) But yeah, the, the main event of, uh, of Canadian stampede 1997, you can see on WWE network, uh, interesting match, uh, but the Hart Foundation getting the win. And yeah, I, this is the precursor for a lot of major events. I mean, one of the biggest events of the late two, of late 1990s, Bret Hart yeah. leaving the WWE and what would become it, of Steve Austin's push. Yeah, it's not it's not here for match quality, though. It is a good match. It's here for historical significance. It's one of those matches. It is one of those matches that would be here for uh, historical significance. Now, one match, the match that we have next is match number 64 on our list from Bragging Rights 2010. Are you aware of what comes next? Did you look this one up? Uh, I believe this is Daniel Bryan and is it Ziggler or Dolph Ziggler and Daniel Bryan interpromotional match at Bragging Rights. This is when it Mm -hmm. was Raw Smackdown going up against each other. Uh, It was the Intercontinental Champion Dolph Ziggler going against the U.S. Champion Daniel Bryan uh promotional interpromotional challenger champion versus champion right no titles were on the line no but we're going to talk about daniel bryan and dolph ziggler from bragging rights 2010 in a pay-per-view it, bragging rights came before survivor series that year it was bragging yeah. rights then survivor series and dolph ziggler and daniel bryan seems like a match that not necessarily was too long ago like you could say that you know that match might have happened in 2011 2012 even 2013 the matches both of these guys had one month later at Survivor Series. Dolph Ziggler defended his Intercontinental Championship against Caval. And Daniel Bryan defended his U.S. title against Ted DiBiase Jr. So we go from a match where it could have happened anytime recently to a match like, when was Caval around for those few months? 2010, folks. It's been five years already. Five years. Yeah. We're going to talk about the bragging rights 2010 match next week on Shake Them Ropes with uh, our preview of Night of Champions coming on that show also. So that's what we'll have. We'll have Night of Champions, the full card rundown, and match number 64 on our top 100 countdown. Uh, you can follow the YouTube, voicesofwrestling.com slash YouTube for the supercard videos for this show, for our uh, Shake Them Ropes post-show videos. We, we do the post show on video form for all of you to uh, look at, talk about whether it's things in wrestling that we didn't get to on Shake Them Ropes, whether it's me talking fantasy football, whether it is Jeff 
telling me about how good Virginia is at everything except football. They lost to USCLA, right? Yes, they did. Was it bad? Yes. Did you go? Yes. Was it worse because you went? Um, I mean, you knew they were losing, so it's oh, not Oh, I like... knew they were losing. Uh, it, it was, depending on your point of view, worse due to someone I met at the game. But nevertheless. <laughs> you can also go to someone you met at the game. What? Wait a second. We'll talk about that on the post show. We can talk about that on the post show. You can also see my wicked sunburn from the weekend yes. on, the, uh, on the post show. I'm red. I'm like a tomato. Giant red lollipop. Oh, yeah. You just want to lick me? Let's... You went there, Jeff. You went there. Here it comes again. Lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. 